Welcome back, listeners. We're the Brandons. It's a Wednesday night, or no, it's a Tuesday night. We're recording. We just had pizza. We just got finished playing a little bit of uh, the new Teenage, Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Shredder's, Shredder's Revenge. Revenge. Yep. So that obviously means we're in a good place to talk about Star Wars. Yes, because they're so you, related. There's something, I've, and I know I bring this up on occasion, but there's something I've been wanting to confront you about and seems like very applicable here. Mm-hmm. Do you remember your 30th birthday? Mm-hmm. It was a Ninja Turtles theme party. I got you. Yeah, because I'm an adult and I can have that. Yeah, no, I'm, trust me, I was geeked up. And what did we have for dinner? <laughs> tacos. <laughs> <We had> tacos. <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah, I know. Pizza seemed like the obvious choice, and I and it should have been. I just don't. I don't. You know what? And what did we just have for dinner? I don't tonight? want to conform to what you expect me to be, bro. Dude, that was already nine years ago and counting. Ugh. Yeah, I know we're old, Ugh. but young at heart. So yes, uh, yeah, we were literally playing a Ninja Turtles game. So that's yes, good. Young so and far, hard. so good. Yeah, uh, full of cheesy cholesterol. We're about to get into our yes spoilers uh, review of Obi Wan Kenobi, the one off series from Disney. It seems uh, it's like supposed it be. to be kind of a mini series, just its own thing. I'd be okay uh, if they brought it back. Oops, sorry. Real sure. life happens. Is your phone okay? <laughs> well, yeah. I'd I'd actually be okay if they brought the show back. I, I think there's so much time in between they could tell more stories, but I also would be very happy if they didn't. You know, they don't have to. I, I could see it going either way. But before we get into the whole thing. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen and we've people got, of other orientations. <laughs> we've got a few fake sponsors that we want to tell you about. Brandon, why don't you start off? Yep. First sponsor I want to let you know about is called Come to Think of It. Hey, sometimes we get writer's block, a brain fart, or just ever get plain forgetful. I know I have. So they encourage you to try ejaculating for cognitive clarity. Come to think about it. Our second fake sponsor is MeHarmony.com. That's MeHarmony.com, reminding you that nobody knows you like you. I mean, it, it's it's basically p- porn, really. It's, it's MeHarmony.com is porn. As soon as we're done here, I'm going to go uh, MeHarmonize You're going to harmonize yourself? Yeah, I'm going to tune up the band just the one well, band. Well, you know, band. you can't harmonize without... Two people. I use mirrors. <laughs> or I watch videotapes of my previous harmonizing <laughs> attempts. Read the third fake sponsor. Oh, yes. Before this gets too weird. Yeah, that's understandable. Uh, also making this episode possible, letsbombguam.com. <laughs> it's a uh, kind of a gathering, an online gathering of uh, rich <laughs> nuclear arms deal dealers who hate the Pacific Islands. Letsbombguam.com. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. All right. Well, Brandon, yes, they're all good ones because yes, because they're all, they all pay us because only the best want to advertise with us. So much money for our episodes; they're going to get a lot of listens. All right, so where do we start? We've got a brand new Star Wars show on Disney Plus. You fact- bring in? Oh, go ahead. Well, I would say if you factor in the fact by the time this comes out, uh, enough time's gone by for spoilers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it. There's not that much to spoil in this show. Well, and and that's inherent but... with a prequel because you know that Obi Wan's still going to be there, right? You know actually, that Darth yeah. Vader is still going to be there, but you know there's some other little new introed characters or just different views on what we thought happened in this kind of dark time for Star Wars. Of course, there's books, there's comics, there's shows, but this was you know on film 
Yeah. And our, small screen up to this point. Uh, kind of a, a radio silent time for Star Wars fans. And it was an in-between look of the main Skywalker saga. Yes. But it actually showed us characters that we knew. Unlike things like Rogue One, right? Mm-hmm. Where, in this case, we see Obi-Wan after the prequels happened, but before did you, A New Hope. Did you watch the uh, like the previously on Star Wars like as a whole? And it kind of just showed a bunch of clips from episodes one, two, and three, the ones that informed the most of what we're, where we are now you in know, the series. I don't it was actually did I a really good did. job. I want to just say right off the bat, you know, not to jump too far ahead, but I think this show did an awesome job kind of speaking to what you were just mentioning of just like spanning the gap between where we first met Obi-Wan in 1977, hmm. Alec Guinness, you know, as the old hermit out in the desert versus what we knew of him from episodes one, two, and three. You know, old and new, you know, original prequels. And I think this show kind of really tried to be aware of where it came from, but also distance itself from, you know, some of the unpleasantness and the general reception to the prequels as a whole, but also be mindful of Mm -hmm. where it came from. And I thought that it actually tried to be right in the middle in a very modern time, but in a retro-ish way, too. I really thought it did a really good job of just spanning a lot of time, you know, because if you look at it, Obi-Wan as a character, 1977. And then the prequels were, what, 99 to 2005. And then here we are in 2022. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy's seen a lot of time. And uh, I was very excited when the show was announced. I was a little... Apprehensive? Or... Apprehensive, yes. I was a little deflated during the first few episodes. But by the end, I was like, it's kicked ass. Oh, it paid off. Yes. I, th- I think once... Once Darth Vader shows up, it changes the calculus. You know, you, you you realize that this isn't one of those in-between shows where you're just getting some sort of, not even secondary, but almost third character, right? Like some just oh, down the third totem sister? pole. And a, a third sister. This one, you've really felt like this was just as important as any in the mainline movies, really. And, God, I thought they did a very... Good job. I think you kind of touched on this. Marrying the styles of the prequels, which seemed cheesier. There was more CG. You know, the sets were crazier and bigger. And, right. Um, Just a lot of moving parts in those as a whole. Yeah. But they, they married that aesthetic and that style with the New Hope one that we got in the 70s. Like, that, they somehow... A, a really good way of putting it. I'll they, agree. They somehow blended the two, but also modernized them enough... So that people in 2022 can still enjoy it and not feel like they skipped a beat, not feel like they're going back in time too much. It felt like it was for fans both that only knew Star Wars as of the prequels and those that remit, you know, our parents' generation who were around for the original. Yeah. And then no one cares about the sequels. They had sequels? Oh. <laughs> no, they didn't. Oh, yeah. Some, um, some knockoff movies were made using the Star Wars name, but... Although, you know what, that... There's still good parts in that, but that's fine. It's dead. There were, there were. But this just, I know I've said this uh, on recording before and certainly probably will again. This just kind of reaffirms for me, Star Wars from now on just can be in series formats and I'm cool. Yeah. Star Wars movies aren't the thing much anymore. I think there are definitely cinematic aspects to it, but really the world of Star Wars is so deep in its lore that you need that extra time to really flesh things out. Yeah. And it's so deep in the characters that you need extra time to flesh those out. And when you give us 
one single movie. I mean, think about like the latest Star Wars movie that was supposed to tie all the Star Wars saga together. You meet these new characters, but they, they mean nothing. They're, they they're mean absolutely well. And actually, I shouldn't even say the last movie. The last three, the whole, the whole, all the sequels. I feel like every. I mean, you had you had some core characters that you carried through the entire three movie set. Yeah. But really, all the others just seem to not matter. You bring up somebody in one movie, and they they were told nothing in in the next movie. They were just NPCs. And you bring up people, you know, like, like Carrie Russell. Remember I, her character? I, she no, shows up only really to don't. give. She a, looked like the rocketeer to somebody. That's all I remember. She looked like the rocketeer, and she was supposedly. <laughs> Like an old She's, flame for Poe. Yeah, I couldn't even... I just knew it was Carrie Russell. I couldn't tell you the character's name. And then the whole, like, yeah. potential Lando's daughter who used to be a slave. <sighs> and in this case, they did a good job not giving us an abundance of extra characters. Yeah. We we felt comfortable with the characters that we got. And we were, we're, we're, we're happy to learn a little bit more about characters like Obi-Wan. Yeah. And then, um, what's... I don't remember the third sister's name like Riva 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 is kind of like and then and then young Leia kind of seemed newish mm-hmm. they were welcome additions in my opinion I thought they did really well on those two characters but that's because they had the time to build them up through the six episodes I liked third sister's character I did not enjoy her the way she I, I don't know how to say this. Basically, I thought the person who played her was not right for it. Really? Yeah. Now, that has nothing to do with some of these shitheads when the show first came out where they were being trolls and assholes and saying stupid, Oh, they're just being hateful racist. things. Yeah. You can, I would you never can go not, that far. You can you not can like not someone like her and it constructively. Have to do with I her thought sex her, or her, her race. acting. Yeah, no, that, get that shit out of here. That has no place in Star Wars. There's. Or any fandom, but especially Star Wars. There's Star aliens, Wars fans. But God forbid we have a black woman. Yeah, it's so stupid. I just Lando was. Thought... <laughs> yeah. No, come on, guys. No, nah, it just it, it it is the age of Twitter, and you know, here we are with a podcast. <laughs> um, but I just did not enjoy her portrayal of third sister. Mm. Um, that being said, I like the the backstory. Um, I just she just. Something about the way she was on screen just never seemed threatening or credible to me. Mm, like she was faking being, being tough. Yeah, tough. and then just like having to like bare her teeth a lot and like growl almost when she was like yelling commands and trying to convey like the heft of her life and being crushed mm. up to this point and just wanting revenge. I thought the motivations of the character were great. I didn't enjoy the way the character was portrayed. I actually can totally see that she was either whispering or she was yelling yeah um and never was she just somewhere in the middle it felt she was not menacing they made I, the rest look menacing with their very limited time on yeah. screen but yeah she was always like yeah I, I just never bought her as sith but then she's not really she's been masquerading but then if darth vader knew her but she still is sort of sith i mean she doesn't she's she's killed people and tortured people she's evil through and through Yes. That's the thing about... I like her arc. And, like, I like her... Let me say, I like her backstory, and I like the way she was um, shown to be a Sith, but then you find out that she's just sort of undercover to get revenge. All of that 
I like the idea of. I'm not 100% sure I like the execution of it. Yeah. And the way it played out. Especially when she takes her final shot at Darth Vader. By just... Like, he's standing there by himself and you're going to sneak up on him. You could have done that at any other time. Right. Why are you doing it right there? He He's going to know. And it's just... And then on top of that, this is another thing about this show. But I guess in general kind of a movie trope when you come to star wars or or superheroes or even disney in general you know you'll have people kill people constantly and there's no remorse there's you never think twice about it and then they have they don't kill like the main character for no good reason at all and i'm thinking about darth vader and then the grand inquisitor Grand Inquisitor, yeah. Oh, d- and they, they, they're both there. She obviously betrayed them, and they don't kill her. They, they just leave her to die. They just leave her to in the gutter where she came from. Which but then also apparently she can be ran through twice in life by a lightsaber, and she's fine. I bet you know Liam Neeson, Qui Gon Jinn's like, "Yo, how come I only got yeah. one and I'm done?" And then Darth Maul gets cut in half, and, and he comes back. Fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then also, you know, where was force healing back then? Yeah. The Jedi did not have good insurance back then. But how many times is Obi-Wan going to get to the point where he can kill Darth Vader and not do it? And I totally get that he's like, no, that's, you know, I've got a history with Anakin. But in the end, when he defeats Darth Vader, he realizes that he's not Anakin anymore. He calls him Darth Vader for yeah. the first time. Yeah, he's always been Anakin up to and that point. And he still leaves him to die. I mean, thanks because without him, we wouldn't have a great villain in the next three movies. But well, and that's inherently they're a little boxed in with how far they can go. I know, I know. It's just this because like, this was weird largely trope. inconsequential as a series, as a concept, as a at, at as, I know as a time. You know, spanning you knew the, the, it was spanning. like watching Titanic. You're like, I know how this ends. Yeah, but still, that doesn't mean it wasn't well done. Let me just because we are saying, you know. Not negative. This is not negative, but just some of the things that didn't work for us. Let me also just say that I knew very little about the Grand Inquisitor. He's been in other forms of, you know, of the Star Wars canon. Yeah. Uh, I know he's been animated. Of course, he's been in, like, some comics and books and whatnot. I thought he looked cool, and I thought the fact that he was so calm and had, like, an actual good-sounding Bane voice. Yeah. You know, I was like, awesome. And then when he gets ran through in the second episode, I was like, okay, well, he'll come back. And sure enough, he came back, and what the hell was the point of him coming back? Remember, he just like, hello, third sister. Yes. Revenge is greatly motivated, or whatever. And then and then he's in the last episode, and he's just standing by Vader, and he's like, my lord, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, don't question me. And he's like, okay, okay. And that was it. I was yep. like, what was the point of him bringing him back? They they, they could have just killed him. Yeah. They, killed him off. But... They, they fumbled him, for sure. Um, I wouldn't mind if he, or if this just lays the groundwork, if they decide to do another series that follows this timeline and he's actually in it and you get to see him do some real Jedi hunting instead of just finding, finding one guy in a cantina and then just be like, Oh, right. But I loved how he was like being all freaking almost like SS ish when he was like describing the Jedi. It almost, I'm not trying to be a dickhead here, but it almost sounded like how like the third Reich described Mm -hmm. the Jew, you know, like, Oh, they they are this. It's in the code. They can't help it. You know, it's just the way they're wired. Always calling him they. And yeah, yeah, not even referring to them as like people. Or, you know, just any other form of life rather than just like they're just... Yeah, I thought that was good writing. And he, yeah, that first episode, which was a lot of that uh, dialogue was actually 
borrowed into the or borrowed was featured in the trailer mm-hmm. if you remember and i was like cool and then yeah they just didn't pay him off going back to the third sister i'll just stand by everything i said yeah. yeah but still <clears throat> the, the character's motivations liked it how come she goes to like the last we see her she's like i can't do it i'm defeated oh. and then we never see her again okay so she's gonna get her own series i feel like um, because like if maybe. that's the last we've seen of her, that's very defla- deflating if, for the second most popular character in the show. If she not gets her popular, own series, but it's not an Obi Wan series, I feel like it's a missed opportunity. If they're gonna bring her back, they should bring back Obi Wan and have her like start to kind of partner with him on something, yeah. right? Like that, I would be f- totally fine with, especially as she's like this troubled good guy now who knows she's done bad things and is maybe trying to make up for it. I, I like that. I don't, I don't know if she's going to get her own thing, but, but the way that, like, you know, she, the was, ending? she had the second most screen time. I, when I said the most popular character, no, obviously it's Obi-Wan and Vader, but she had the second most screen time of the mm-hmm. whole show. Yeah. And then for her just to like, you know, largely influence the end of the, of the last episode. And then just for have her like be collapsed in the sand and just be like, uh, and then never follow up with her. Well, I was like, that was weird. The the whole last. Okay, when she when she finds the recording, that says Luke is alive. Mm-hmm. Who cares? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna go do something to the kid? Because Darth Vader doesn't know it's his kid. Darth Vader doesn't know he's alive. Like, how are you going to do anything to get revenge on Darth Vader? And then otherwise you're just being an asshole and doing the same thing that was done to your friends that, you know what I mean? And, and so like, I was really... Brandon, let me tell you something. Hurt people. Hurt people. Yeah. yeah. I just, I just felt like there was no real good reason for her to go after Luke. Her, her logic was flimsy. And... But she's desperate. I, may, I mean, maybe, but what was her outcome? What, what would she have gained? That's what was what I, the expected outcome? I, I just, I guess that's my point is like, I couldn't figure out what, in, by, under almost any circumstance, what her real motivation was. And I was waiting for them to say it. I was waiting for them to point it out and they never did. Agreed. And then in the end, she couldn't do it. She brings him back and everything's great. And I'm just like, but what was that whole, what was, what was that arc for? Yeah. She did not go out with a bang. She went out with oh, quite a, a wet candle. Yeah. And so... That, that also, even though as much as I did not enjoy certain aspects of her character, that kind of just was really a flat mm-hmm. point. But that's pretty much all the negative feelings or just questions I had that felt dissatisfying, unsatisfying? Uns- I don't know. Unsatisfying? These thoughts I had were unsatisfactory. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And I agree with you, like... I, I know so far I feel like I've been talking about like the negatives, but really what it is is I actually really like the show. No, the show but was I, great. But I recognize that it had a lot of flaws. Mm-hmm. And mostly the flaws were in certain certain reasoning behind the storyline and the in, in, you know within the writing. Yeah. Otherwise, I really like the characters. I really liked all the characters. So good to see you and McGregor a, back too. I know, and yeah. he's so good in that role. Yeah. I really like and and um, Hayden Christensen back as yeah. Darth. How Va- cool was that? Anakin slash and Darth Vader. He was very limited. Less is more kind of deal. You know what? And though? it was mostly through he flashbacks. Deserved. 
a chance to a chance to redeem himself. Yeah, and, and not even himself, but like. The, the, the smearing that his character... Like, he was fine. What was he supposed to do? That that script was garbage. Yeah. You know, and granted, was his performance... Did it elevate it or did it pull up the nose? No, but like... I mean, I don't know. I, I would never faulted him for for people having the negative reaction towards... Yeah. But yeah, at least he, you know, got to be a little bit of a badass by the end of three. And then, like, he picked up right away. Uh, yeah, and really killed it this time. And, dude, did you feel goosebumps or whatever equivalent for your body um, when, you know, Vader's defeated yet again and his helmet's all, you know, broken and he's going in and out of the James Earl voice, mm-hmm. James Earl Jones voice and Hayden Christensen? I got legit, like... I didn't get goosebumps. I got chills. I got chilly goosebumps. <laughs> but... I ate chilly and While reading the, a goosebumps. Goose, yeah. Book. And then I watched the Jack Black adaptation. <laughs> Just the first one. The second one was not good. Uh, I... I liked it. I totally liked it. There's nothing, nothing about it that I didn't like. Oh. It, it, it wasn't um, goosebump worthy, in my opinion. I okay. I actually was. I think from the get go when they showed Darth Vader, I was just so happy to hear James Earl Jones's voice. Yeah. Back. See how he got some new lights around his belt too. Oh no! I like didn't like extra that. little green lights on. Good his, for him. His uh, hemisphere. I just I thought. I just was reminded of how much I love his presence. Darth Vader's presence with that James Earl Jones voice is so iconic. And yeah. I just like I'm glad I, they can take advantage of it while they still can. Right. Yeah. I don't I'm, not, I, I'm not saying that to be cryptic or gross, but I don't know how it's great that he's still alive and yeah. it's great that he still has that voice that he can lend to this character and Yeah. Hayden Christensen can like step in the role and especially when it's like that half and half that was with the, the massive. You notice like the different can... colors too, depending on whose saber he light right, was reflecting off Right, the red and blue on two sides, of both was... of their faces. By the way, yeah, that was. Yeah, there's a lot in this that I love. I think the visuals is the thing that there's two things that I pulled away from this: the father daughter type dynamic between Obi Wan and Leia. I loved. I thought Leia's. I thought that little girl did. She was great. An incredible job. Yeah, a couple people I've talked to were like miffed by it, but I was like, nah, dude, she's a strength on the show for I me. I totally think so. Yeah, she was great. She definitely, she was playing a 10-year-old, but she was, she, the girl seemed a lot younger, but whatever. Sure. Uh, I loved their dynamic, and that drove the whole thing for me. Mm-hmm. And the visuals, they did not spare a dollar. No. In this show. It was full movie quality. And I. The good type. I, to the to the point where you feel like you're watching, like a, some some of the visuals. I'm like, this is movie quality right here. This is something that I would expect to see in the theater, and I'm actually watching it on my TV on a TV show. Yeah, and I was very impressed with that. I thought it introduced some good new complementary characters, as much as we'll probably never see them again. Uh, the Tarla, you know, basically, yeah. you know, she was just a, another person. They've done this in other movies and series before, but like. Who worked for them and realized, oh, these guys are wrong and evil, yeah. so I'm trying to make it right, but I'm still using my credentials mm-hmm. as working for the Empire to to uh, do good. And then, basically, her death resulted in Leia getting her little holster, that which we see her with at the start uh-huh. of episode uh, yeah, four. Cool. And then, you know, that makes sense. I never understood how, you know, you served my father in the Clone Wars. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, or my own hope. Like, how did she know this guy? Yep. And then I'm like, oh, cool. They And then we got to see Alderaan, too. You know, I mm-hmm. like that. Um, the, the fake Jedi guy, 
Uh, that was cool. I was just he was in like two episodes and he probably just did yeah. all his parts in a day. But it was a fun little addition. Just, you know, uh, it had Flea in it. Yeah. Which he, I thought he was the weakest part of the show. His acting sucks. Was dude. not good. Yeah. It was really bad. I don't know why they go for like these weird cameos sometimes. Um, did you see Tame? I can never pronounce his name, but, you know, basically Django, Boba, all the uh, clone troopers, mm-hmm. uh, Tamora Morris- Morrison, the guy who was Boba Fett. Did you see? Oh, he was. Yeah, he was yeah. a, a. He was a homeless like clone trooper. Clone and he's trooper, like, yeah. yeah. And when he had his helmet up, I thought down that from, was kind of clever. I was like, oh, smart. And then did you see Obi-Wan just like, oh, because he has, you know, those were the guys that killed yeah. his friends, you know, but he doesn't know Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was awesome. In the way they like, you know, were very aware of uh, Order 66 and how that gave him PTSD. And yeah, it might just be easier to turn yourself off from the Force and hide. It happened to Luke in Last Jedi, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes, yeah, it's just it hurts too much to care for people. It, it hurts less to just care not at all. Yeah. And I, I really liked his struggle. I like the fact that, of course, you know, blasters what an unsophisticated weapon clumsy and then he's using them for the most part and he like pulls out his lightsaber only when he absolutely needs to when he got dragged through the fire by vader that scene was intense that scene was intense but it was another one of those scenes that didn't make sense so he's forced dragging him through the fire and then like something happens and he's able to kind of like people are able to go to the other side of the fire and and pick him up and Darth Vader just stares while it's happening as if he can't go and cross the fire. Right. Remember how he pulled down a ship? Yeah. He, he can fate, force get like put the fire out. Force put the fire out? Yes. He could float above it's it. It's called extinguish. He could literally go reach out his hand and pull him back towards him. But he stood there like, oh, well, they're there now. Yeah. It's like... You know, in a video game when they're just pressing A to pick up their fallen brother. And, and you're like, well, I can't do anything to stop that. Yeah. Well, he he looked up and he saw it was almost the end of the episode. So he's like, oh, okay, yeah. TBC. He's like, all right, I'll, we'll get to this another yeah. for another <laughs> for another day. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. One thing. Sorry, I just got a Something just came to my mind. In a second. We'll wrap this up. Uh, so when we meet Luke and Leia in episode four, they're supposed to be like, what, 19? I've always heard like Luke's 19 in that yeah. movie. Sure. If that's an indication. So they're 10 in the show. So that Did, means everybody grew nine years. Yeah. So there's nine years of in between that we have unaccounted for. I Obi-Wan fared the worst. I just don't see what we last saw of Obi-Wan. Still Ewan McGregor. How did in nine years he become <laughs> yeah. Alec Guinness? <laughs> yeah, that small gripe. I'm a nerd. I know. Yeah. And I love the fact that I was just like in my head. I'm like, they've got to have him force ghost talk to Qui-Gon at oh, some God. point. And then they paid it off at the end. But I loved it because in Qui-Gon wasn't, you know, he gets shit on because he was, you know, part of episode one. But I think he's a good Jedi. I, he's I, one of my. I think he is too. But like. But he just gets, the, he don't get the association as being such because he's from episode one. Which, you know. So, here's an unpopular opinion. And Uh I said this to Emily at the very end of the last episode after he talked to Qui-Gon. Emily is his wife. Force ghosts are the stupidest thing about Star Wars. I disagree, but that's fine. I think it's so... If you're going to bring somebody back as, like, sort of this echo of their consciousness... But, like, they're just straight up totally conscious and can have conversations with you. And so, what's, what's death... What is death to them? Like, there's nothing 
they're going going to be one with the force even closer. They're it's just, the next evolution of being a force sensitive being. But if that's the case, if as a as a force ghost, you can literally set things on fire. I did not like that in the last Jedi. When uh, what's to stop all these all the all the ghosts of all the Jedi to come back to defeat the Empire? They did in the stupid last Skywalker. Rise of well, Ray movie I guess, because remember uh, I am all of. the Jedi's all right. and yeah that sure stupid I I don't like when they can physically they should no longer be able to physically manipulate things but who was the first Force Ghost we ever saw Obi Wan yeah so I thought it was kind of cool that it and then it comes back around and then it's his master yeah you know I, I get it but yeah you can help someone still you know maybe I don't know maybe Force Ghosts are just like. A projection of what the Jedi want to see. I don't know. I, well, well, and that's my point. Is like, I wish that they would have a little bit more of a um, ambiguous description of what a Force Ghost is. But the Force Ghosts literally come back and have conversations with you and talk to you, and give you advice and set trees on fire. Like, it, it just it it makes them a physical Jedi at that point, and that's what I yeah I know that's I, what bugs me. They should not be able to have physical, but. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just griping. That's, you know, what do I know about a multi-billion dollar franchise? Sounds like based on that, you're going to give this a four? No, actually, I would give this an eight. I actually really, same. I actually really like this. I think my favorite part, by the way, just real quick, Mm -hmm. when Darth Vader is walking kind of like through this corridor of dead stormtroopers to get to Mm Obi-Wan and the ship is about to take off. That was great. And he just lifts his hands and the whole gigantic shift just stops. I remember just verbally saying, whoa. <laughs> like, I was like, oh. And he was just so matter of fact about it. That's a force power right there. Yeah. And I know that like, they're getting, sometimes they get real loose with what they can do right. in the force powers and, and how quick and easy it is for them. But when they did that, I was like, damn, they are really demonstrating his power on yeah. that. Yes. Um, but, Anyway, that was that was cool. I overall, I, I know I'm talking crap about it, but it's no, you're not. You just I really what think it's because I actually like it. I actually really like this, and I'm just pointing out the things that really, I guess, annoyed me about it because the rest of it was so good. Yes, and I liked it as a whole. Yes, so I would give it an eight. Okay, a year from now, they're like Obi Wan season two. Would you buy it or would you sell it? I almost well, feel like I just liked where it left off, and he just wanders into the desert, and that's the last we'll see of him until you know we come to actually know him on the Star Wars chronology of things. Which I think is the I think that's the goal. right move. Yeah. But if they were to make a season two, I would 100% watch it. And oh, yeah, don't get I would me wrong. actually be excited that they did. I If I had my choice, I would say give me a season two. Yeah. Because I, th- I, I liked it. I think the Obi-Wan character is... And should be officially retired now. Hmm. I, if, it would I, be a good way to, yeah, to retire. With now. his hand held high. Fuck you. <laughs> I was going to do this like stupid TikTok song. And then I'm like, no, I'm, that's not me. That doesn't feel authentic to self. <laughs> and we're all about authenticity. We so authentically, reach us on TikTok. Uh, yeah, yeah, at suckyourmom.com. Um, that's I, not how TikTok works. Well, it is for me, buddy. I'm going to... Meharmony.com. I really did like this show. I really like talking about it. Uh, episode 125 in the books. Brandon, before we go, mm. I do have a shadow of the synopsis. Oh, do you? Yes. yes let's do and this. it's for you to solve. I, I know that's how that works. I'm going to read Brandon and you listeners. 
uh, some type of synopsis, whether it be from a TV game, a game you play on your TV. <laughs> I mean, I do play a lot of games on my TV. A TV show, a game show, a TV. A game show. It could it could be a game show. Uh, it could sure. be a movie based around a game show like Running Man or something like that mm. or whatever. All right. Go ahead. All right. No adults believe three youths' assertion that a neighboring residence is actually a living creature imbued with evil spirits that means them harm. With I don't know why I'm reading this so slow. With Halloween approaching, the youthful trio must find a way to destroy the structure before innocent trick-or-treaters meet ghastly ends. Mm. And that's all you get. This is uh, an animated movie. Indeed, you are right. And I'm trying to remember what it is. I remember there's like a little chubby kid. Yep. Um, the story was actually by Dan Harmon. Did you know that? No, I did not. Of Rick and Morty fame. Um, the, the, the unfortunate thing is I'm, I'm really having a... Uh, I'm drawing a blank on Casey the Casey Affleck. That, that doesn't... One of the voices. It doesn't help. Domestic it, box office of $190 million. Isn't it like something house or something? Yes. Just one word away. Come on. It's not Brandon. Haunted House. No, it's not. Brandon. Everyone, chant in your cars. Yeah. By your chanting powers combined. <laughs> well, I can't hear you. So I, I actually don't remember. I, I know it's something house. I know it's animated. Just take a guess, asshole. Uh, just... It's about scary shit. Come on. It's like, put it two and two together. A residence that wants to eat kids. A house, because now the word's out there. Just take a guess. I don't know. Spooky house. Not bad. Monster house. Monster house. It's a good little movie. All right. It's not like anything you're going to remember years from now or <laughs> even today. But you, you were on. The, I, kn- I, I know exactly the movie. You were tipping it in. You just couldn't imagine go full the, shaft. the characters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I actually have uh, one thing to end this podcast Man, we're just as ended, well. We're ending with a revival. Yeah. It's like you times know, of yore. I'm going to bring back the awesome quote in geek history. And this is going to be one from. Obi Wan Kenobi, the show we just talked about and just Obi Wan the Shobi, Obi Wan Kenobi, the Shinobi. Yeah, so here is the iconic. Well, I shouldn't say iconic because it just came out. To be iconic. To be iconic, but also referencing something that is still quite iconic. So here yeah. you go, and we'll talk about it in a second. I'm sorry, Anakin, for all of it. I am not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. The same way I will destroy you. And my friend is truly dead. Goodbye, Darth. The reason I chose that is because it kind of it gets to something that's always bugged myself as well as a lot of other Star Wars fans about how Obi Wan. You feel like Obi Wan lied to Luke when he told him that Darth Vader killed his father. Yeah. And in this specific case, Darth Vader is saying, "You you didn't kill Anakin. I killed Anakin." 
Yeah. Like, and so he's, he's referencing that, that feeling of like, you don't have to feel the guilt. Like I'm the one who did this. No, it's on me. I chose this life. Yeah. Cool quote. That's all we got for this episode. So until then, uh, please email us. We would love to hear from you. It's randomfandomcast at gmail.com. We got a Twitter that we never check at randomfandomwbb. And we're not going to check it, but <laughs> you can see what we were doing like six years ago when we were like, hey, let's go on all these platforms. Yeah. Every yeah. once in a while, I'll be like, hey, look what I dressed up for Halloween. So yeah, at least we got the Hall. Man, Halloween's only four short months away. What are you going to do? <laughs> Five. That's the next time we'll post. Look forward to it. All right. Thanks for being a fan of our fandom. (laughs) And stay geeky, everyone.